Kia didn't just make an eight-seat family car, they made a grand utility vehicle. Kia Carnival GUV. Australian-owned and supporting communities, the arts and you. Join Lumo Energy today for a brighter essay. This is Sports Day. Very good evening, Malcolm Blight and David Wildey, Sports Day SA. All thanks to Polaris, Australia's number one selling side-by-side brand. Polaris plate clearance deals are on right now. You can save $2,000 on the range of 1,000 EPS, plus get $1,000 free accessories. Big night again. Um, we've got the All-Australian team not far away. Um, will Matt Crouch resign? Will Tom Duday resign? And we think George Yardis has. Well, there's certainly rumours going around he's going to stay with Port Adelaide for maybe the next four years. So welcome, Malcolm Jack Blight. Blighty, how are you? Uh, really good, David. Yeah, also tonight, of course, is the rising star. Now, the AFL, all the uh, 10, 12 uh, commentators there have... Has to be uh, Harry Sheasel. Has to be. Yeah, uh, from Will Ashcroft uh, in their voting system and Joey Amos of third, Mitch Owens fourth. So from St Kilda and uh, Fremantle, respectively. See, so. I thought Max Michael only might have been yeah, he third got a, or fourth. He got, he got a vote. Um, Will Ashcroft played 18 games, you know. Did he, did he yeah, play 18? Yeah, and there were some people voted Out of 23. Him. Yeah, and, and he came off in one. So it's basically 17. But didn't Sheezel have the record for most disposals ever yeah. in year one? Yeah, he did. That's not bad. No, it's very good. Not bad, man. In, in, a, in a pretty bad side. Now, yeah. Now, listen, I got a, um, I got a text. You know, that Milo from Mount Gambier. Milo. From listeners. A, a good, very good player down there. Obviously been involved in the media and radio down there. And he said to me, Bloody, can you... Do some do some homework on flexibility and predictability of the finals teams, you know. And I I thought, yeah, that's not a bad suggestion. Flexibility is interesting. Yeah. yeah. So we obviously we have a lot of people listening down at Mount Gambier. So what I did, I, I thought I'd take this tack first, David. Was that the finals are on? There are eight teams in it, and with those eight teams, we know they've got a, a group of players, and hopefully they stay fit. But there's there's eight coaches. This is what I've, I've done this today. You can comment after that. Uh, Craig McRae has three finals under his belt in his second year. One win, two losses. Lost, lost one by a goal, one yeah. by a point. So that's that's Pretty a good, good. good start. Pretty good. Brisbane, Chris Fagan, over his four years in finals, had nine finals, three wins and six losses. So yeah. I'm talking about the coach here. And I'll tell you something at the end of this. Hasn't won a prelim. No. Just keep listening. Okay. And I'm going through the coaches first, and then we can go through the players another time. Port Adelaide played 11 finals. Apparently, I saw 10, and then I've seen 11 today. Ken Hinkley in 10 years of it. Seven and four. So he's won seven. It's a good percentage. Seven and four. 11 finals. Comment on that? Yeah, very good. But he, once again, hasn't won the prelim. That's what counts. Okay. Simon Goodwin at Melbourne. He's he's certainly won a... um... Seven years he's been there. He's had eight finals for five wins, three losses. Including a grand final win. Including a grand final win. Like it. Right. Here we go. Michael Voss had two finals in Brisbane in 09. One One and one. One and one. Yep. Correct. Ross Lyon at St Kilda has had 20 finals, Ross. Nine wins, 10 losses and the draw. The draw and grand final. And he's made... Three grand finals, Ross? Yes, he has. Three? Yep. And a draw? Yep. And John Longmire, 12 years he's been at Sydney, 24 finals. Results? 12 all. 12 all. <laughs> so, so anything above 50% is yeah. 
And now we're you talking about him. Adam Kingsley. Obviously, he's in hasn't, his first, hasn't yeah, been hasn't involved. Been so, so when you look at that, when you look at that range, you would say the best one right now on pure stats. Hinkley and Goodwin? Yes. Those two? Yeah. Those two. Yeah. Does that mean, and one of the things I was going to say at the end of this is that, does that mean what's going to happen this year? No, of course not. Because you've got a different team to that, to that, to that. But the coach doesn't really change. His philosophy's marginally changed, David. I can tell you now, what's inside of you, what you grow up with, what you develop as, as a coach, you'll, you'll twig and twain change just a little bit. You won't be, you know, you won't go from Ross Lyon, absolutely mm. defensive, to, let's say, who's the most attacking coach there at the moment? Probably McRae. Yeah, probably Craig McRae. Yeah. So it's a different style, isn't it? Yeah. Which is terrific to see something different mm. in our game. It's been so vanilla for a lot of years. So that that's a perfect example. Well said. So I'm, I'm wrapped in that. So Ken Hinckley, all he needs to do is just get a couple of – go to the big dance in September and that could put the full stop on his coaching. Because if he has another bomb out again, and it's still a great record, say he goes eight – Eight six, yeah. He could, he, or he, if he goes nine five, they'll make a grand final. Yeah, can also say that uh, there's the the most percentage wins in finals. I looked it up today. Is a bloke called Norm Smith. Well, I had the highest. Think you're rating. right up there too. I was. I Where was, were you? What number are you? Two. You number two. two. What percentage? Yeah, sixty something. Yeah, I reckon if you get, if you bat above fifty percent, you're going well. Because right. every time you get to a final, of course, it, it's really the teams around you. You're not yeah. playing the bottoms; you're playing that. But what, what I was going to say, and probably finish this off, and I thank Milo for actually bringing it. It just re, all it does is flood back some memories. I, and I don't know if I've ever said this publicly before, David, but my time at Geelong, in particular, was was exciting. You know, we we made three grand finals and didn't quite nail it. By the time I'd got to Adelaide, I'd actually changed, twigged a couple of things, particularly in the midfield. And all those players and supporters might have known that and did something slightly different to what I did at Geelong. So actually on the day, when it comes to finals and grand finals, as it turned out for me, you were much more clearer and composed and not hoping. Mm. So the planning and preparation of going through those 15 finals at Geelong just made it much easier for my next eight finals at the Adelaide Football Club. I've never and it's just not about me. It's other people as well. But I was actually quite composed compared to a bit anticipating. I've never asked you this too, but talking about on the same track, the Geelong side, you made three grand finals and one yeah. was very close, lost by a goal. Or, oh, yeah, yeah, and so another one was reasonably close and got yeah. beaten well and won. You come to the Crows and win two out of two, which is right. But if I look at those two sides, I feel like, you perhaps had a better squad. Now, I may be well wrong with Geelong because the last five or six players, I look at the Crows' side and a lot of them didn't contribute much in that in either grand final. No, that's true. But you're the coach. You've had Geelong for, what, six years, five yes, or six years? six years. And you have basically Adelaide for three. So who had the who had the, um, the, more, ta- the more raw talent Okay. or, or more depth? I, I think, as it turned out, Adelaide had – their top-end talent played very, very, very well. Whereas at Geelong, they didn't all the time. For who, instance, batted, who batted deeper in, in depth, say, to play number 20? No, I, I tell you what. Was it is a line ball? Or? Oh, yeah. What, there, was a, there was actually something done after I'd finished at Geelong and well finished, and they said perhaps, you know, I should have won one. You know, they all should have won one. 
Then they went back and looked at and rated the players after their careers that I coached at Geelong. And then they said we were lucky to make a grand final. Is that right? And I can tell you now, we were really lucky. We won finals, mate, by a point. Kicks after the siren. You would not believe it. Ablett kicking millions of goals. It was really... The bottom of those teams were as pretty... Billy Brownless kicked one after the siren or yeah, close to did, the siren? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ablett kicked one after the right siren. Right on the... Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, we had some really tight games that we won, which is great. But, of course, when you get to the big dance, mate, we you lose one by right. a close one. I'll so, narrow it down for you. Who the, who, if you pick six players from Adelaide and Geelong, your best six, is it Adelaide? When you the, you got McLeod, Rashido, Hart, maybe Wren, yep. uh, Nigel Smart. Correct. And, and you go to back Geelong, you've got G. Ablett, uh, Buddha Hocking, uh, Stoneham, Couch. Couch. Is, yeah. is that... Is that comparable? Uh, sort of. Well, they're good enough to make it, first of all. I mean, that's, you can't believe how hard they are to make. Mm. And that's one of the things. I mean, top four, I just think – and, you know, I, I think if we, we – if you just think of what happened last year with Geelong, they just kept on getting top four, top four, top four, top four, and eventually they cracked it. Yeah. So the trick is to keep going back there, getting in the top four, which particularly – Which Ken the, is. Which is. Which Ken is. Yes, now. So he's actually – so Fagan. Exactly right. So if you're looking on the numbers, if you're Maybe looking on Brisbane the numbers, form. yeah, who knows? But on form, on coaching form, and this is what we started out at, purely on historical facts, it's Simon Goodwin versus Ken Hinckley. That's very And can I just say something? They were two of my players, and I call them my players, in the grand finals for both Geelong and Adelaide. I have to thank Milo for that too. Yeah. So maybe ring in one day, Milo. Now, I want you to talk about this, Blighty. Apparently you use this at home. The good oil thanks to Cobram Estate Ooh, Premium yeah. Australian Extra Virgin Olive Oil. I know it's radio, but I've got a bottle in my hand. Can I tell you I'm something? I'm going to sample it. You tell know, us about you it. You know when we started last night and I said, oh, look, Patsy's got one on the stove. Yeah. When I got home last night, she said, Malcolm, it's the first harvest one. This is the... This is the gold. This is the deluxe. I told you we've got a very good friend oh, on the border, Cobram. And this is purely coincidental. It's a lovely little spot near the junction of the Murray and the Murrumbidgee Rivers, just down the road from Murrah, uh, Robin Vale on the Murray. Boundary Bend, it's called. This is where it comes from, Cobram. And uh, you know what? This is not – this is – Totally unfiltered. It's not a paid ad. It's not a not paid, a paid ad. ad, is it? Patsy has been buying Cobram olive oil for, 50, I, I don't know, 50, 10, 15 years. Now, I go shopping with her occasionally now, so I actually see her buy it. I must say, prior to the last few years, I actually, I didn't know. I just I just ate it, drank yeah. it, whatever you do with it. So uh, it is, It is. she's been buying it for years. And that's that's totally not. No, not, you're right. It's not cash for comment this, no, David. No, it's not. I wish it was for me. Cobram Estate, <laughs> Australia's most awarded extra virgin olive oil, grown, harvested in first cold pressed in northern Victoria. Get out there and try it. Now, my good oil, I want to ask you a question again. It's asked Malcolm Blight tonight, but I've been looking at the rucks, the old mm. Australian ruck. It looks like. Maybe Tim, Tim English will get yeah. there. But yeah. there's not that many that have been dominant this year. And if you look at the, the best ruckman, well, that, Briggs has been good for Giants. Yeah. They finished eighth. Um, Bulldogs, Tim English, they're out of the eight. Uh, Max Gorn missed a lot of the year. He's still a, he's a genuine star of the comp. But the Os other teams Oscar, don't have... Oscar, Oscar's... Oscar's McInerney? Yeah, yeah but he, to me, he's a workhorse. Darcy Cameron at... Kind of Workhorse. It's got some injury. And with Cox, I, back up with Cox. You, you know what? I, actually, we should we should have a little segment on that because I, I actually rate them. I, I know Lee Matthews probably doesn't, and there's lots of people that don't, but I actually rate the Ruckman. And the reason being, if 
you know, when the ball go, first goes up in the middle and they're not competitive, mate, I reckon, I don't know why the blokes around just... They know, sense it, do they? Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's yeah, got a bit out of mind. Yeah, exactly. And occasionally, as I've always said, you get a freebie. And I just want them to be competitive. I don't want them to lean. And I've talked about this before. I despise ruckmen that just lean and go through the motions. Because when you're playing the forward line or back line, David, you have to go yeah. 100 every time. So the really good ruckmen are really competitive. And when they get a freebie, they find a man. Not, I know it's, it's bloody hard work doing yeah. ruck. I think the best indication of just having a crack is Port Adelaide a better when Scott, Scott Lysett's yeah. up and running. Because that's all he does. He bashes in, doesn't he? All, He's not the most skilled ruckman no, going around. No. And don't forget, all those great muck ruckmen now used to play kick behind the game, sit alongside the centre-half back and, and jump on people and take marks and win Brownlow medals. Like Gary Dempsey yeah, and those uh, likes. Yeah, all those guys aren't doing that now. They're actually becoming more aerobic and running around the ground. And the other thing is now... Most coaches now will put an extra mid around the ball. In other words, an extra medium size, probably, someone that can actually get the ball and run with it rather than mark it. Well, you're right, because last year Geelong won the grand final by 12 goals plus. Yeah. And they had Stanley and Blixafs. Yeah. Just mobile uh, ruckman. Athletes. Not big, no. not huge bodies. Just running up and down the ground. Yeah. 14 Ks, run 14 Ks for the game, just stand in defence and get in the way. But are they as important as they used to be? I, I think they still are. I, you 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 want a competitive person, and that's why Scott Lysett, I think, coming. Oh, he's a beast. Uh, yeah, and the other two boys they played, Hayes and Vicentini. Vicentini, yep. They're only kids. I yeah. mean, they're probably a year, two, three years away from it, but actually being that All real right. competitive beast. I love your wisdom, and I love Cobram Estate oh, Law. So now. Come over the show. Thanks to the Kia EV6 GT World Performance Car of the Year, do you mind? And Lumo Energy SA. Switch to the affirmative. Join Lumo Energy today. Justine Mules, Port Adelaide AFLW. Used to be a crow. I'm going to have a crack at her over that. She played one year at Port. Yes, she should she be a crow for life. And Zoe Prowse is a crow. Just a young lady there. Crows AFLW. And also lost in the wash. Kia didn't just make an eight-seat family car. They made a grand utility vehicle. Kia Carnival GUV. Australian-owned and supporting communities, the arts and you. Join Lumo Energy today for a brighter essay. Sports Day SA, Lost in the Wash, Toolkit Depot, tools, equipment, safety gear and workwear. Toolkit Depot, everything you need under one roof. Tools, equipment, safety gear and workwear. Uh, couldn't agree more with Blighty as a fullback. You can tell when the opposition has a dominant ruck. Not necessarily in more clearances, but in higher quality clearances for their mids. Good We're on talking you. about the, um, uh, the, I suppose, the worth of a, a ruckman. Is it as much now as it in yesteryear? Yeah, I, I think it still is. And I'd love the ball going our way, so your body's going that way, rather than them coming at you. So I reckon it's always easier to run forward than run backwards pedalling now. Lost in the wash. The, we just uh, the Boomers won. They beat Japan last night, one hundred nine to eighty nine. About twenty, yeah. Yeah, by twenty, won it pretty easy. Hey, you know the cricket's on tonight. I looked it up. 1:30 yeah, one thirty in the morning. morning. Yeah, I don't think I'll be up for it. Australia playing South Africa. But do you see the Australian side? Eight changes from their last T twenty. Yeah. Now listen, Matty Shorts in. We know yes. where he, he's a batsman opening. Aaron Hardy, the twenty four year old all rounder from WA. Good I looked player. at his stats today. He averages twenty nine with the ball and forty two with the bat. Now, for any cricket, that, that's 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 Very up there in, in first class cricket. And Spencer Johnson's come in. He's the quickie. Yeah, everyone's. They reckon he's going to be Marsh captaining. Yes, he is. It's going to be really, really, really I quick. Adam, so Adam Zampa, Stoinis saw the side, but uh, I looked at the South African side. I could only name 
maybe three players there, Nagidi, Markram, and one of them, Van, Van der Roosen. But they, Rabada's not playing. No. Uh, oh, they're a change of the guard. Like, it happens. Yeah. It happens in all Their sport. cricket has just fallen off the cliff, Yeah, it has a it? bit, hasn't it? Yeah. A.B. de Villiers went, you know, some of those great oh, players. superstars. Yeah, didn't they ever? Hey, listen, just in the advertiser this morning, you know, as I get it and hopefully read it properly, Andrew Capel, you know, long-time journalist. Yes. and had a, an old man? Yeah, had an article. Um. The Crows named their team of the 30 years, just oh, last year I think it was, and Matthew Robram was at centre forward. Two years ago. Yep. Yeah, two years ago. Um, Andrew's suggesting maybe Tex Walker, Taylor Walker now, if they revise yeah. the team, would he be in front of Matthew Robram? I thought it was a really... It oh, was for, a really long, for longevity and his, his goals kicked. I know Matthew's a wonderful player. Matthew yeah. played in two premierships. Of course. But I think for sheer volume of work... And Walker was a captain as well. He's played in the good and the bad times. I, I think um, Andrew Capel's spot on. He's he's written a good article. And I think Taylor Walker gets elevated into that team. And I think they had Walker on the bench, didn't they? Yes, they Maybe did. just swap him over. Yeah. To, yeah. Matty I, Robin deserves I, to be in the team too. Yeah, I, I mean, obviously, I had a lot to do with Matthew. Uh, he's a bit of a favourite because he actually played a role. And both highly skilled, skilled weren't yeah. they? Oh, yeah, terrific player. Uh, but it is interesting, isn't it? The long, As you say, the longevity. And the amount of goals now. Well, how old was Maddie when he finished? Uh, Walker's 34 next year. Maddie would have been oh, 30, 31, 30, maybe? Yeah, yeah. Maybe? I didn't look it up. It probably, yeah. I, without looking it up. Yeah. But uh, uh, it's, uh, a, it's a it's a um, good debate. Yeah. But I, I, I would agree with Andrew. If Andrew's thinking of shifting yeah. to permanency, I'd go Walker. Yeah. And I love Maddie Robin, love the family. So. Uh, Matty Robin would probably say, in fact, Matty Robin would say Walker. That's how good <laughs> yeah, they are. Yeah, he probably, he probably so. would too. Now, someone also has announced their retirement today. One of my favourites. I know him reasonably well. A guy by the name of Damien Oliver. Probably one of the greatest jockeys this country's ever seen. Um, How old is Damien? He's 50, 50, 51, I reckon he is. He's had 128 Group 1s, including three Melbourne Cups, four Caulfield Cups, and two Cox Plates. I mean, he has been the doyen of jockeys for the last, what, 30-odd years. And he rode, was it Media Puzzle, Media Puzzle the year that his brother, brother died? In, in Unbelievable. A, in a fall. Unbelievable. Now, he's going to ride in the Perth Carnival at the end of the year. So that's where he started. He was a Western Australian lad originally, but spent all that time. And actually, he's a, he's a terrific golfer. He's a terrific guy. I've actually played a fair bit of golf with him in those uh, Qantas tournaments I used to play in. And the other bit of news, the netball, uh, they want more money. I think they've been offered about a 2% pay rise, which probably equates about 20 bucks a week, uh, the way the girls get paid. Absolutely disgraceful, but I suppose you have to be over to earn the money to, yep. to get paid the money. Beaumont Tiles giving away a trip for two to America's footy's biggest game with over $70,000. Just shop in store at Beaumont before November 12 and you're in with a chance. T's and C's apply. Big show still to come. We've got the girls from Port Adelaide and the Crows. And guess where they play? Guess who plays each other this week, Mel? Nord Oval, 2.35, Sunday. Spot on. Back with AFLW shortly. Kia didn't just make an eight-seat family car. They made a grand utility vehicle. Kia Carnival GUV. Australian-owned and supporting communities, the arts and you. Join Lumo Energy today for a brighter essay. Welcome back to Sports Day SA. David Wildey and Malcolm Blight for Tyre Power. Power up sale now on Tyre Power, Australia's biggest independent tyre retailer. We're talking Tyre Power. We're talking to a power 
AFLW girl. Now, she was a crow, Blighty, and I'm not happy with this. One of the stars, three-time premiership player. Yeah, handy How player. can you go to the, the darker side? Well, because just like you, sometimes we change jobs, David. Come oh, on. Oh, okay. Come on. Her name's Justine Mules, and she joins us now. Justine, thanks for your time. And, uh, well, well done on moving, but uh, you had a terrific career with Adelaide Crows too. That, that is correct. I um, I had a great uh, career and experience at Crows, but I must admit I do look better in the, the teal colours. So how does it go? I mean, we're also seeing um, Ash Woodland or Ash Saint now also moving. What, what was the um, protocol, if you like, for you moving from Adelaide down to Alberton? I think for me, I've had such a great run down at Crows, and I think now that I'm I'm considered one of the older girls. Um, I thought I'd be a little bit selfish and, you know, try a different aspect of my career. And I guess that's more of a mentor in the younger squad. Um, so, I, yeah, must admit my, my move over was a little bit selfish just to try and build up my leadership game and uh, help the club out as, as, well as, as best as I could, really. Yep. Justine, you started reading today at Flinders University. So you got into footy at a, at a relatively young age. I mean, you're only still 28 now in the prime of your career. Mm-hmm. And I, I just, I really want to ask you this question. I'm going to ask both the girls, one from Adelaide, one from Port Adelaide. With the Matilda stuff that we've just been through around Australia with the, with the girls' football, et cetera, soccer, did you watch it? And secondly, did you play it as a junior, as a you know young person and then, but like footy better? So I, I was very passionate with the, with the FIFA World Cup. Um, was lucky enough to get uh, the World Cup final tickets and, and watch uh, England and Spain. So oh. it, the, the World Cup has done, I guess, wonders for, for sport in Australia and also for, for soccer. Um, so it's been a great, I guess, great witness to, to see the Matildas do so well in the tournament. So I'm very, very happy and proud and also so proud to be Australian. Um, but no, growing up, I, my sport was basketball. Um, so I played basketball from five till about 20. Oh. Um, and then I went to an old girl school and football was never on the cards. Yeah, so pop- I didn't manage to pick up a, a football until properly 20 years old. Justine, down the track is probably the pathway is going to be for the young girls playing in junior football AFL, aren't they? Rather than uh, coming from other, other sports, other codes, because uh, there's so many teams you know, popping up all around Australia now, you know, you know, whether it be under nines, under 11s, whatever. So they've got a pathway now. Yeah, absolutely. And I guess it just goes to show, because we've got some under 17s training with us at the moment, and the talent and skill there is unbelievable. Like us older girls, we're going to be, we're, we're going to be run over in the next two, three years. See you later. Uh, with the amount of talent coming through the ranks now. So it's just so exciting to see. And uh, yeah, about, about time, just so absolutely honoured to, to, I guess, create the pathway for these young guns coming through. Yeah, I notice in the rule changes, uh, 15 minutes quarters plus time on for goals and any major injuries. And mm. so you've got a bit mm-hmm. extra and also uh, 60 rotation. So it, it the, the game is developing, isn't it? Much in line with, with the men's game, but you're really starting to develop an extra layer to the game. Yeah, absolutely. I think having those additional minutes um, at the end of the quarters is going to help us, I guess, in terms of scoring. Obviously, you guys are going to get, start getting fatigued and we'll be able to have some really nice, quick um, passages of play. Um, so I think the, the scoring is just going to increase from you know, allowing us to, to run around those extra few minutes. Second year at Port Adelaide after a terrific career, as I said, with the, the Crows. What was the main difference with a, a new club coming onto the scene? Because Port have got so much history, obviously, through the, through the men and that. And, and I know the, the girls didn't win many games, but uh, 
they look like they might win a few more this year. But what was the main difference? I guess just for, for being Port Adelaide, just having the, the community involvement around yep. and I guess that kind of like heritage heritage feel. I definitely felt that walking through uh, when I had my first tour down at the club, just feeling, you know, seeing all the portraits up in the walls and I guess just the history. Um, and that really, I guess, that kind of inspired me to move over um, just with how they are involved with the community and I guess how they represent Port Adelaide as a whole. Um, so, yeah, it's just... Yeah, really excited to, to be a part of. So, in second year, tell us about the depth of the squad. Then I mentioned uh, Ashley Woodland uh, or Ash Saint. Um, you picked up a, a Maddie Kerrick. Uh, you've got Jasmine Simmons. You've got some draft picks. Where do you see the squad just 12 months later from last year? So much stronger? Oh, absolutely. I feel like our list is now complete. Um, we've got some incredible young guns coming through. Um, and we've got a few more tolls just to help, I guess, balance our team overall. Um, so this year, no, nah, we're going to be playing some really exciting and some fast footy, um, and I guess the true Port Adelaide, Port Adelaide, well, that real um, tough kind of grit football style. So yeah, we're going to be very, very exciting to watch. Justine, the, the, the season's ten games. I think most of the girls or women, I should say, thought they wanted a bit more, but you've you settled on ten. Um, just your opinion <laughs> on that. And secondly, when do you actually start? I mean, you start this week. Uh, again, how long you been training? Yeah, yeah how long have you been training? Oh, I guess. Well, I was fortunate enough that I had a holiday booked after last season. So at least I had at least a month up my sleeve on, I guess, just a bit of rest and recovery. But to be honest, I guess in terms of just keeping our fitness, the girls, you know, our off season was pretty full on. You know, we wanted to make sure that we kept up our, our fitness um, leading up into pre-season to really give us our, the best chance and opportunity to make sure that we were up there in terms of fitness levels coming into this season. So, to be honest, I don't think the girls have had a break. <laughs> yeah. Do you like the time slot? I mean, you played it earlier. It was a lot hotter, obviously, when you, when you first played and, and sort of coincided with the start of the men's. Do, do you, mm-hmm. you think this is the right one for the AFLW, the, where you are now? To be honest, I, I, my, I guess my preference is I, I do like it how it rolls on after, after the men's season. Yep. I guess we've got that little bit of integration as well coming into, into the finals round. So, I think it is... It is quite nice to have like a seamless approach. Um, but, you know, the AFL is the AFL. They kind of do what they want to do at the end of the day. But I think the way they've gone about it is, you know, nice and steady coming into this season. We've had such a, I guess, a fast growth the last seven to eight years. Um, so I guess maybe just a little bit more stability so that, you know, straight after um, our season, we kind of know where we're at. We're not really just, you know, chasing tails, so to speak, as to, to what's really going on next season. Yeah, did I say, if there's 540... Women involved in this now—it's grown actually. Yeah, that's, really, that, that's right. Yeah, <laughs> unbelievably quickly. Hey, just a, just on a coaching front now, you've obviously been under tutelage of Matt Clark and now Lauren Arnell. Is there similarities? <laughs> completely different. What, what's the what's your take on all that? Oh, I think there is quite a few similarities and a, and a few differences, I suppose. Um, I guess how the way they interact with with the group overall is very very similar. Um, they're both very down-to-earth people. Um, they're, gr- they're great human beings, and they both like to have a bit of a joke as well. So, um, yeah, Doc uh, is an absolute legend. Um, he, he, yeah, absolutely looked after me at my time at the Crows, and um, and and Loz is just a great human being. They're they've both got some really great, I guess, characteristics and how they approach in their style of, of coaching. Um, but yeah, just a very very lucky to be able to have. Um, I guess, being brought up with such great coaches in my career so far. 
Oh, well said. I, I just looking back again, Morfittville Park, AFLW, is, is is nearly one of the greatest clubs in the in the land, isn't it? Everywhere you go, <laughs> everyone has any good plays there, or they they just keep we'll winning. From there. Yeah, yeah, everyone comes from there. It must be some sort of club. Oh, something in the water down at Morfittville Park. Um, yeah, everyone. I know when I got drafted, there was about oh maybe like ten of us mm. who uh, had been drafted from Morfittville um, down the Crows. Um, but yeah, there's, there's definitely a lot of talent, and they are just a great club. You know, they keep their players around. Um, very much like a community down there. And now that they've done up their club rooms, it's looking very very nice at the old Parsi. Just uh-huh. a uh, yeah, just a quick one about the size of the footy and. Uh, I know the girls' football's slightly smaller than the men's, but you would have kicked both. Do you, do you find it mm-hmm. easier to control the, the larger football? I would have thought the larger one's a little bit easier to mark too and, and maybe even kick. Is there much difference between the two? Well, yeah, I think um, the, the larger balls have got a bit more belly. Um, yep. And I guess like in terms of having a snap on, on the women's balls, a little bit harder just to try and find that sweet spot. But um, I have small hands, so I'm happy with the smaller bowls. But... <laughs> <laughs> I know a few. I know a few of the other girls. They'll be able to grab, you know, one of the larger balls with just one hand. But no, I need both both little hands there. <laughs> and the crows this week. I mean, what yeah. what a start that Port yeah. Crows. You can't get better than that. That's a Cooper Stadium. That that's yeah, that's down Norwood. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yes, that's right. Hey, just a, just a quick one on another technical rule change. <laughs> the boundary umpires will move into ten, move ten meters into the playing surface when the ball goes out of bounds between the 50-meter arc. I reckon that's smart. I reckon that's just going to help the game and hopefully a little bit more scoring. Yeah, let's hope those balls fall nice, I guess, a bit more corridor um, to have those, you know, quick little fast breaks if, if we're able to, um, quick little couple of snaps as, uh, snaps as, as well. Um, so definitely a few of the rule changes um, will hopefully help the, the high-scoring um, opportunities throughout play. Justine, great to speak with you. Have another great cheer, and uh, (laughs) we can tell you're a bubbly, enthusiastic young lady. You've had a terrific career so far. (laughs) No reason you can't get another five or six years out of that body. Thanks once again. Uh, Yeah, if if I'm anything like Aaron Phillips, hopefully I'll be going until I'm 38. Well, I might have short. (laughs) I might have short sold you. There may be another ten then. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, (laughs) great. By the way, Justine, I did look it up. The grand finals Sunday, December the third. Good luck. All right. Thanks, guys. Thanks for having me. Justine Mules, our guest there. And, yeah, formerly a Crow. Played 49 games at the Crows and nine last season with Port Adelaide. Yep. So second season, you th- look, you'd have to think that improved yeah, they will. big time, wouldn't they you? They will. They will. Yeah, I, I think so. And um, the recruits, Ash Woodland is one of the, the key forwards going around. Or Ash Saint now. It's, you always think of the, their maiden name. But uh, she was a, a wonderful tall forward too. Yep. I guess they're Justine Mules. Sports Day SA on Cruise thirteen twenty three and sixteen twenty nine SEN SA. Well, Malcolm from Justine Mules to a young gun for the Adelaide Crows, Zoe Prowse. Um, keep your eye on this uh, young lady too. She's uh, already done some great things as a junior. Seven games last year. Probably sick and tired of pre-season already, but the big stuff starts soon. And Zoe joins us now. Zoe, how are you? Good, thank you guys. How are you guys? How'd, yeah, we're going well. How'd you find the preseason? Um, it was actually really good. It was uh, very full on and very hard this year, um, physically and both mentally on and off the field. Um, but yeah, very excited to start playing games. And how big a difference is it coming from Sturt playing in the Sandful uh, W to, to the big league in yeah. terms of the training and the intensity of the training? 
yeah, obviously there was a pretty pretty huge um, step up there. Just being around like um, such elite uh, sports people, um, such as like Chelsea Randall and Ebony Marinoff. Yeah, they've just set the example extremely high um, and have been great mentors to me. So yeah, the step up was very big, but with people around me, um, yeah, it was it was just great to be able to experience that. So as a 20-year-old, you go into your second season now. Now, originally, how did you get involved in the game? You're from Mount Lofty up in the hills. So as I read in today, about a 15-year-old just started. Yeah, so I um, just I actually started out at um, Glenunga Rams oh, yeah. as my older brother played there and then just played a few games there. And then um, at 15, yeah, I think I was 15 when I first started playing league at um, Sturt. And so then, yeah, just kind of went from there, um, played yeah, a few years there and then was lucky enough to yeah, get picked up by um, the Crows, which was, yeah, pretty incredible. Yeah, as Malcolm said, just a young lady. What about body-wise? Do you need to get bigger and stronger? I mean, you're still just a young girl and, and yeah. you're playing against some of the girls that played for a long, long while. So you still want to do that? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, I wasn't I wasn't huge in going to the gym um, or anything like that. I was at Sturt, so that was probably also one of the big changes um, coming up to this level was the amount of other things you do off the field um, to best prepare yourself. Um, but, yeah, definitely one of my things that I'm working on this year is um, my contest and my body work, which requires that, uh, yeah, extra strength and um, that work in the gym and off the field. Now, you, you started out as a ruckman, but sort of moved into defence now. Do you have a preference where you'd like to play? Um, I actually have, at the start, it was a bit questionable of where I was playing. Um, but now, yeah, my favourite position is definitely as a key defender. Um, I feel it's a little bit less stressful than in the forward line. Um, <laughs> just, yeah, with my main role, just not letting my opposition uh, touch the ball or, you know, kick any goals. So... Yeah, my favourite position is definitely um, in the back line and hopefully yeah, that's where I'll uh, continue to play. Gee, I can't, so David was a defender most of his life. I'm sitting across the yeah. studio. He started as a full forward. He got too stressed in the forward line, so he went to the easy spot. So it's easier in the fence. I knew that. Everyone knows that. Hey, listen, I, 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 I've got to ask all the girls we talk to. We, we've just yeah. Australia has just experienced something that, that we'd never seen before. The Matildas yeah. fever, I called it. Did you get on board with it, yeah. and and did you did you enjoy the game? Is it a game you could play? Is it a game that you might um, think take over? Oh, it was absolutely incredible what they were able to achieve. Um, but I actually grew up playing soccer as my main sport, so um, just seeing what the girls were able to do was yeah, just incredible. Um, and we were actually lucky enough that at, we had a trial up in Queensland when. They had a game on, so we were able to get oh. some tickets and um, go to one of the games, the one with uh, the 10 penalties or however many it was. So that was just, yeah, an amazing experience. And we were extremely lucky to be able to go to that. Did but, you, yeah, did you say you started started playing soccer, did you, Zoe? Yeah. 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 Wow. Yeah. So I, yeah. Um, so just with the people that I grew up with from a young age, just played soccer, but I was never like, any good at it at all really um, oh, so just played at school and those sort of things so nothing nothing crazy don't sell yourself short you gotta you know boost yourself up there <laughs> hey um malcolm mentioned playing in the back line you said you like it then you, you do face the ball sarah allen 
Is she out for most of the year? Is she with a, a bad hamstring? Yeah, unfortunately she did hurt herself at um, training. So I think it's at least maybe seven weeks or so, wow. which is yeah, pretty wow. devastating for her um, and a big loss for us. But yeah, hopefully, well, I know we do have a have a good enough squad that um, we'll miss her, but we'll we'll be okay with that. Well, they've got you there to take a place. Yeah, there you that's go. right. Yeah. <laughs> now, listen, there is there, you do have a legend of a coach. I mean, he's, he's coach yeah. premiership sides, Matty Clark. We do. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Have you have you got they're on not with easy him? to coach premiership no, sides? No. Oh, well, they apparently are. They're okay. You not of the crows, are no, not. No, no, they're no. Of course not. <laughs> Matty Clark, how is he? How have you found him? And, and is he giving you something extra in your career so far? Yeah, he's great. He's yeah. You can't ask for much more than what he gives. He gives so much time and effort. Um, and and he individually knows each player and um how to sort of like get us to do our best. Um, and yeah, he's definitely been one of the most influential people um, within my football career. Um, and just giving us yeah the little things that we need to work on that a lot of other people wouldn't wouldn't really notice. Um, and he just does and. Yeah, really can't ask for much more from him. It's in, yeah, it's it's incredible. Yeah. AFLW, it's semi-professional, getting even more professional. You're on TV, you're, yeah. a lot of exposure. When you look at who's been yeah. your biggest influence, whether it be family or a coach or, or brother or whatever, who yeah. who would you say, Zoe? Um, it's actually hard to say one person. I take, I think, little bits from different sort of people. Um my sister, actually, I have an older sister and she has been pretty pretty important yeah. um, within all my football career. But uh, on the football side of things, it'd be taking little things from um, people like Ebony Marinoff, her work rate and her desire to just want to get better and do the best she can every single time is something that I really look at. Um, and then, obviously, people like Chelsea Randall as well, who's just an, an incredible person on and off the field and as well, her work, work rate and um, ability just to read the play and do so much for the, her team is just incredible. So definitely those two are um, people within my football football sort of, um, yeah, area that I take, take some, um, yeah, information from. Oh, terrific, Zoe. I, I've said for so many years now, you always want to get better no matter what stage you are. You're never the best, always get better. Yeah. And that's that's how you improve. And that's how those great, you know, they're the champs of the game right yeah, now. Definitely. And that's how you get better. Yeah. Hey, well, there's a game called Norwood Oval at Cooper Stadium this yeah. Sunday. Showdown. 2.35, playing a team yeah. called Port Adelaide. Of course, you respect yeah. them. But yeah, it's going absolutely. to be it's going to be an interesting start for you. Oh, for sure, it'll be yeah. Hopefully, one of the most exciting games of the season. Um, but yeah, nothing but respect for them. Um, and yeah, it'll be a very fierce contest, and it'll be hopefully an exciting game to watch. And we hopefully get a get a crowd out there that just makes the atmosphere yeah. um, incredible. We look forward to your year too, Zoe. Thanks for the chat and good luck. Thank Let's you very hope much. you have a super year. Thank you. Guys. Zoe Prowse says, bloody said, from Oakbank, Mount Barker way, and uh, just a young girl described as a massive vertical leap, athleticism yep. and ruck, but I say, get out of the ruck, bloody go <laughs> down back, a bit easier there. Yeah, I would have actually admitted forward line, no, too hard to yeah, line. Well, I sort of moved blokes. right down. I went from <laughs> full forward to centre forward to wing to half back to full back. Anyhow, that was our guest, Zoe Prowse, for Mate Fair Dinkum Internet. Without the fuss, score a mobile deal as good as Sam Kerr, Worldy with mate, and I know, blood. Even you look around for the best deals on the internet. You're crazy. So they offer such 
Incredible yep. deals. Indeed. Our guest there, Zoe Prowse. Sports Day SA. Don't stop on Cruise 1323 and 1629 SENSA. Well, that was good, Malcolm. We spoke with Justine Mills and Zoe Prowse, and uh, good luck to the girls, too, as we said, showdown this Saturday at the Nord Oval. Just want to play a grab from Ken Hinckley. Um, heard him on 360. I like the way Ken speaks. You've had a lot to do with him, but he doesn't sort of tell you just rubbish. I reckon he, he shoots from the hip and exactly what he believes and he tells you. Yep. Doesn't beat around the bush. Here's Ken Hinckley reflecting on the season and the finals ahead. You know, the season's played out incredibly well for us thus far, but to, to reflect and take satisfaction is probably not the, exactly the place I'm in right now. I think we're all around trying to maximise our opportunity. We've done a great job thus far to get to this point, you know, to qualify top top four again in three out of four years. It's a pretty brave effort to keep turning up, and you know, and I know this game makes you keep turning up. If you don't, you probably can't get there. For us, we've just got to be prepared to make the most of this chance. Most of the guys have played finals now, haven't they? They've a lot of these guys have played quite a few finals recent times. Yeah, that's true. And as we spoke about earlier, you know, Ken Hinckley's record in finals is not that bad. It's not as bad as what people think it is. He's lost two prelims by a kick. Yeah, it's stiff, isn't it? It is. I mean, it really is. And it is stiff. It's, it's a bounce of a ball. It's a it's an accurate kick or whatever you like. But I think overall they've had a terrific season. You finished third. You finished top four. You've had a very good year out of eighteen teams. Yeah, probably the only downside is that you've got to play Brisbane in Brisbane, and that you know they've been undefeated this year. But you know what? They're closer to a loss than what they were last week. Exactly, exactly. You always say that, don't you? Yeah. But, uh, yeah. It's pity they couldn't keep second because I think two finals at home would have really served them even better. Yep. Um, Matt Crouch, you and I have spoken about Matt Crouch. Yeah. We both wanted him in the side far earlier. And you talk about driving his legs, and he does. You he know, does I now. remember you saying that. He does now. Yeah. Perhaps he didn't in previous years, but yeah. he does that now. Um, Matthew Nix was earlier today asked if they got the Matt Crouch decision wrong. Yeah, look, I think it's fair. I think everyone can, can have their opinion on it. And it wasn't about getting it wrong, it was about opportunity that. that at that point in time and throughout the early part of this season, the opportunity wasn't necessarily there. And that may have been, you know, that may have been a, a decision that the, we made as a, mm. as a match committee that others could look at and say, well, we got that one wrong. I'm not saying we get everything right. Matty's done so much work on his game. Mm. Um, he's a different player at the moment to what he was 12 months ago. And that's a lot of that's around his body and what he's been able to do. Yeah, well, I, I, I absolutely agree with that. And I've said this a few times now, David. I've, I've, I've been crying out for it for the last four or four or so years that he actually uses the legs, which we've talked about. And I reckon someone's got hold of him. Eventually, some, he's actually believed someone in the coaching group, uh, maybe the midfield coach, uh, Mickey Godden, someone like that, who's and just said, look, drive your legs instead of just handballing the blokes flat-footed around you, bringing pressure on the team yeah. and on that uh, player. So... This is a different Matt Crouch. I wouldn't have played him. Seriously. Really? No, no, no. Not earlier. Not the way he played. Well, can't they just tell him to do what he's well, doing now? Maybe. When that, the coach does as much as the player? But yeah, but hang on. Changing someone's kicking and mindset's very, very difficult. Playing, changing the way you've played for 10 years, all Australian, best and fairest winner. It's hard to buy into as you get older, David. So... I just think it, it, he looks a different player to me that I saw him in the previous two or three years. I believe he's been offered a one-year deal, but if he can get two, I think, and it's his job, yeah. if he can get two somewhere else, or, yeah, do, you back, mean, or do you back yourself in? Yeah, I'd back, one I'd back myself one. in. Go, one plus one. He's exactly what I do. One plus one 
And, you know, he, I believe he's living here. He's, got a, he's all settled here. I don't know if the trust factor's there for me, but anyhow. A bloody big show. He spoke to both Port Adelaide and the girls in AFLW. And uh, amongst other things, always like your input at the start. Do it all again tomorrow between 6 and 7. Bye for now. Bye, David.